Oh, it's so dry. This is what being Ben Shapiro's wife must be. <laughs> There's never a, dr- a desert drier than Ben Shapiro's wife's uh, loins. Oh, man. Sorry, right? for those of you who don't know, uh, if this totally fails on us, the reason we just did that is because Mike said we're going to do a dry intro in case the song for our podcast is done by the time this uploads. <laughs> I hate you. That was, that was awful. That was an amazing pun. So, uh, there was, was that- no pun. That was just a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. No. All right. So this is the We Hate Anime podcast. Uh, Mike's feeling a little bit under the weather psychologically, so I'm taking over this week. I am the Mothman. With it's me actually- is the Frog Boy, the only one of us with gainful employment who worked for where he is. What? And Mike, my fellow slummer. Yeah, I guess. It's well, the, the reason the reason I say that is Frog got his job because he went to college and he actually like got a useful degree and got a job in STEM. And I'm proud of him. I legitimately am. I don't think I actually said that to you, Frog. Thank you. And I have my job because of nepotism. <laughs> I mean, that's the way 99% of people get their jobs in America, and, including our politicians. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a little bit rough. Um, I, I wish we were more meritocracy-based, but at the same time, I wouldn't have my job if we were, so it's very much a double-edged sword. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was about to say something really, really left, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull it back. I'm going to pull it back. Appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're the We Hate Anime podcast, coming at you again on our bi-weekly segment. Uh, weekly, me. if you... Listen to Moth's misunderstandings. I kill myself so we have a consistent upload. Yeah, uh, which which we did miss a little bit, but uh, I, I'll have. I, I mean, by the time you listen to this, I'll be up. By the end of, of today, I'll have the this week's Mothman's episode up. Yeah, and it's 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 a little bit rough for me right now because we had this. I I don't know why we made this staffing decision, but there's seven of us at my job who work on equipment. And two of us are remote, so one lives actually closer to Seattle than he does Anchorage, and the other guy lives up, like, way, way up north. And so, for some reason, of the five guys I have who actually, like, work in the state, three of them were out of town. And I've spent the last three weeks basically just crying in a little room trying to fix equipment that refuses to fix itself. So I, I feel bad. I'm sorry, guys. The the upload on that one was late, and that's just because my actual work life has been so busy, it's not even funny. I mean, to be fair, you did get it in under the deadline. It's just I didn't have you time know, to upload three it. hours before the deadline. <laughs> eh, which still works. I, I, I've gotten the podcast up in less amount of time. That's true. Um, by the way, I, I need to apologize to you, Mike, like, Editing an episode with three people is significantly worse than editing an episode with two people. Yes. Like, especially, especially when you have to rely on their audio qualities, and sometimes it's not the same. You know, for the first 16 episodes. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, have you had an issue with my mic at all no. lately? Yeah. yeah. Nope. It only took me almost a year, but we figured it out. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, but hey, we figured it out, and that's what's important. Okay. So uh, I wanted to... Yeah. It, I was nope. going to say, now we have episodes that are listen toable. Yeah, which sucks, because some of my best stories are on the ones where, like, the microphone is halfway up my ass. Oh, speaking fine. of listen toable episodes, uh, stay tuned. Once we have our intro done, I'm going to be doing a remaster of our best of episode, because I, I hate the audio on that episode, and I, 
I thought that the the best of decade episode is is probably our actual best episode, and the fact that I fucked the audio up pissed me off to this day. So you still have the raw really audio. I still have my raw audio if you need it. Well, what's, what's, I still. What's really funny, Mike, is I don't know if I talked about this the last episode we did, but the moth's misunderstandings where I had Eileen and we talked about horror games and body shaming because horror games, uh, horror games and body shaming. Uh, that was the one where. I had to actually re-record the first two minutes of my audio <laughs> because I had the I had the gain set to like twenty percent, and after I boosted it like three times in Audacity, it sounded like this is moth moth misunderstandings. And I was like, oh oh gosh. So, so I had to spend like an hour remastering my audio and re-recording it. So it's like I'm just having a conversation with somebody who's already dead. It's it's like uh, P.S. I love you in podcast form. I've never I've never said it before, but I've had to do that uh, before for isn't the that, podcast. Isn't that the worst? Uh, it's it's re- it's really uncomfortable. In fact, there's there's a, there's a podcast I listen to called uh, the oh, fuck I can't remember the name of it. But in the episode of the podcast, the, the one of the guys lost all of their audio, and he just listened back to their audio and reacted to them. And, oh, <laughs> and is... I, the only reason I knew though is because at the very end he was like, guess what, motherfuckers? I lost my audio. You didn't even know, psych! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, I, I could not handle that at all because I had to sit there. I'm like, okay, she spoke for 14 seconds. And then I said like what I said, but I said it more fluently because I'd had practice doing it. And it took me like 11 seconds. So I sat there, like cut her audio, drug it over. And I was like, ah, I hate this. That's what I okay. Imagine that, but but you did it for that, and then you also did it for every like little bit of audio, cutting out all the in betweens. That's what I used to do for like the first like five episodes. Well, we didn't have good chemistry the first five episodes, so that was a big issue. I mean, fuck, we barely got good chemistry now. It's like fucking nuclear bomb going off every time we plug in our microphones. Yeah, I, I apologize for that. I, I do think, though, that we should probably do things like play Fall Guys together a little bit more. Because you guys don't know, but our entire podcast, like, our, our, we are not good friends, I would not say. Like, I, I hate to break the I, ice, but, like, I try to talk to these guys over the two weeks in between episodes, and they completely ignore me. And then what? we all get together and pretend we're friends for an episode. That's that's not true. I'm not good at talking in, in general, but I consider you a best friend. And oh, whenever you tried well, to down you. yourself on, on a recent Twitter post, the first thing I did was tell you to shut the fuck up, you bitch. Oh, no, that, was, that wasn't me downing. That was just me making a joke about the fact that, like, you know, if you were to actually look at our podcast and do, like, a live session where we sit in front of a crowd and talk, like, you and Frog would be in, like, JCPenney $125 suits. And I'd just be the guy who shows up, like, munching a Toblerone in, like, sweatpants with a boner hanging out. I feel like I don't understand this analogy. No, 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 no. You guys would at least try like a hundred twenty-five dollar JC Penny suit. What? Wait, I, mean, I'm, I'm, I, I couldn't. Aff- I don't not understand. Only could I not afford such a suit, but I also would not be able to fit into one because I am a large gelatinous mass. Is this a? Is this an analogy or is this litter? I, I don't know. Like, like frog. If we we're doing a live session, okay? We are going to the Texas Anime Con, the premier Southern Anime Con. Okay. Yeah. All right. The only con where the actual incest in anime is played out in real life before you with real actors who are brothers and sisters. All right. What would Authentic. you wear? Authentic incest. What would you wear, Mike? 
Wait, well, this just shifted to me. Oh, frog, I'm not prepared. Frog, frog, what would you wear? Uh, why, why is it clock insist sticking. themed? Cl- you, we, are doing, we are doing a live action podcast. What are you wearing, frog? Uh, I'm going to wear a hoodie and jeans. <laughs> okay. Mike, like I do every single day of my life. I'm going to wear an ill-fitting Choji cosplay from Naruto. All right. You know what? Choji never got enough, like, respect, because you realize he smashed the best in the group, right? Uh, he did smash? Like, okay. We- Him and Naruto smashed the best. Though, uh, Shikamaru also got pretty lucky. Wait, what? Are you implying that Choji fucked Naruto? What? No, no. Choji got the chick from the, the village hidden in the, uh, hidden in the friggin' racial Mist. diversity. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Village hidden in the blacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no. She, she, she was. Whenever I first saw her, I was like, yeah. Now that being said, I, Hinata is absolutely a catch as well. But uh, I think Shikamaru actually got the perfect wife for him. Uh, you talking about Tamari? Yeah, Tamari. Because the way, like, have you ever watched Boruto and watched like how Tamari handles him and his son? Uh, no, but like, I, I, I can only imagine. There's an uh, episode where she kicks them both out, and they're just, like, sitting there on the porch. <laughs> and, like, they're not even mad, because they're both so lazy that they're like, I guess this is fine. It's a warm night. I I absolutely love... The thing I love the most about Naruto is that there's accidental huge chemistry between Shikamaru and uh, Tamari. Well, there's uh, just it, huge chemistry, period, in a lot of the characters. Uh, I mean, not... I mean, non-romantic chemistry, yes, but, like, specifically romantic chemistry. Like as soon as they, as soon as they have that fight, you're like, oh, these two are gonna fuck, aren't they? They absolutely are. So okay, Frog showing up in hoodie and a jeans because he's the definition of like Zoomer nihilism, or it's not even funny nihilism. It's just this is sad. It's just uh, like, Mike yeah, is showing what? up in a Choji cosplay, and I'm showing up as Macho. I just want to wear clothes. What was wrong with this? <laughs> wear a cosplay frog it's a convention like wear a frog onesie like a frog kig- kigurumi or whatever they're called why i don't know because you're frog I, that's true like I, at this point with how obsessed i am over the male physique i should just like call myself i i don't know gotchi moth Oh, you know what you could do, Frog? You, you, because it would be normal clothes, you could show up uh, in a pro Jared cosplay and just harass a bunch of women. Oh, that sounds based. But only if they're <laughs> younger than 17. <laughs> actually, actually, let's. I, that was a joke. Uh, yes. From what I saw, pro Jared did harass women, but at least he made sure they were older than 18. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if harass is the right word, but he definitely held he a, a blog solicit for sex pi- pictures. Is the right word, I think. He's not Oni Scion, where he's got an entire forum dedicated to having minors post almost nudes of them. Yeah. He, he he's uh, not a he he's not a bad guy. He's just a bad guy. No, no, he's not a bad guy. He's I don't just think a he's a bad guy with it, power. It's uh, it's I don't know. It doesn't matter. I think that's Frog's way of saying if I had a huge following, I might ask. I would say okay, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> oh, so speaking of weird, huge following, I don't know if you guys know this, but my wife has gotten into plush making. Pog. And last night she woke me up in the middle of the night. This this actually happened like six hours ago. She wakes me up because she's dieting again, and when she does that, she gets insomnia. And she's like, "Hubby, all plush makers look the same." And I like, I kind of have to wake up because she's—I'm not kidding. Like, I can send you pictures. She's actually gotten into plush making, 
And she shows me, like, she had saved, like, five pictures on her uh, Facebook groups. And every single one of these women looked exactly like her. They're just white girls with a little bit of frecklage. And then they dye their hair black and they do the Cleopatra haircut. And they all wear, like, frumpy sweaters. <laughs> every single one. That's a good aesthetic, You'll to be pl- fair. No, it, it, it's, it's a phenomenal well. aesthetic. There's a reason I am intimately in love with my wife. And it's pretty much, <laughs> And it's like, all physical, baby. It, no, there's there's mental and emotional. Like, she, she yells at me just right. Like, it is perfect. <laughs> she does beat me in the best way. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Like... Never mind, I'm not going to go into it, but let's just say, like, I am absolutely (laughs) happily married to my wife, and, like, there is definitely, she's got that, like, frumpy adult goth look where she doesn't have to dress up in a ton of leather and fishnets, but you can still tell that she's angry and dark, and you're like, yeah! Angry and dark. Well, dark emotionally. She's pale as hell. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so how's everybody's week going? My week's pretty good, actually. I I had fun, I think. Um... I'm just having a good time. It's just it's just a nice lately, I guess. Uh for the most okay. part. I feel like it's uh it's 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 things are things are good. <laughs> that's that's I don't know what else to say really. I can't I don't have any like, special stories or anything to tell, but So are um, you remote or are you do you actually go to an office every I day? I go in. Like I'm like you guys, we actually have it kind of under control here. Um, Eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty safe. Actually, we actually have you know what? I, I the future watched... to future-proof this episode. He is he is he is referring to the COVID nineteen. <laughs> now we now, have literally fair, zero active cases in our province right now. With Donald so. Trump, where he said we have the lowest numbers of everything. If you compare us, <laughs> lowest numbers of survivors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Florida man. Turns out Florida Man is not invulnerable. COVID does kill Florida Man. <laughs> That's so unfortunate. A real one. <laughs> I'm um, just waiting for Florida Man develops uh, gator-based superheroes. But yeah, no, I think right movie. now in Atlanta, Canada, which is where I live, we have like five active cases total. Um, and that's in, that's and I have zero in my current province. So, so I you actually go into a job like you work a nine to five? Would you say yep, that? Yeah, I have I have eight thirty to five, but close enough. Yeah. Yeah, and and Mike, would you say you work basically a, a nine to five as well when you're not working part time? Yes. Okay. I I think... Did you guys ever play Alpha Protocol? I don't know what that is. I'm aware of it. Not aware. Okay. Alpha Protocol was a game. It was like... It was supposed to be the next big Mass Effect. And the whole thing was that you were a spy instead of like, you know, a commander in the future. And it's a, it's a spy intrigue espionage game where you always end up siding with the Russians because the Russian chick rapes you if you go with her. And it's pretty funny to watch. <laughs> um, but it's it's... The game is mediocre at best. Like, it, it's it's so bad that you have to choose. Like, you're always good with pistols, no matter what. But then you have to choose if you're good with shotguns, submachine guns, or assault rifles. And shotguns are marshmallow guns in that game. So if you're doing anything but assault rifles, you're getting murdered. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's so bad that if you don't level up a gun, you could be aiming right at a guy and shoot his buddy 30 feet across the walkway. Oh, I love Mass Effect 1. Yeah, right? But, uh, so in Alpha Protocol, there's a scene where you're developing your character and you have to be like, oh, what did you do here? And for some reason, there's one scene in that game that has always stuck with me. It's when you're developing your character and you're choosing like what your backstory was. And there's a line where it goes, nothing has ever terrified you more than working a nine to five. <laughs> and I, I, I think I'm supposed to work a nine to five. I think that's what my job is supposed to be. But, like, I don't think I've worked an actual 9 to 5 in months. I just, I'll wake up at 7 a.m., I'll clock in, I'll go back to sleep, 
I'll wake up at then 10 a.m. and I'll see what's burned down while I've been asleep. And then I'll go <laughs> and I'll work until like 8 o'clock at night. And then just come home. <laughs> and then the next day, I'll wake up at 8 a.m. Everything will be on fire. I'll go and I'll work until 9 o'clock that night. Then the next day, I'll just turn my phone off. So basically, what he's describing is the American dream. It is ab- It is my dream. It is my wet dream. It is my erotic, sexy wet dream. I'm an engineer who makes his own hours. That is so sexy. <laughs> yeah that that sounds that sounds perfect actually I, I wish i wish i had the a privilege to work my own hours that'd be fucking base the shit brah brah it's so easy all you got to do is be born into an affluent family where your father doesn't squander his wealth <laughs> nice all right cool that sounds easy enough yeah i'm just gonna like kill myself to respawn real quick mike mike good. no you're gonna end up in india <laughs> you're gonna end up in brazil bro <laughs> I don't know what's worse, India or Brazil. Yes. Um, we we've to- I've told my Brazil for story time, right? Oh yeah, no idea. Yeah, no, it's worse. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We had an entire episode called "Why, Why Is yeah, we're Brazil?" Good. <laughs> oh man. So, Mike, what what about you? I know that if you don't want to talk about it, because I know, like, right now, you're the equivalent of a freaking Papa Roach song mentally. So, do you want to talk about how your week's been going? I am a void of numbness and apathy uh that can only be quelled um by fast food that i can't afford because i don't have any money because i work a shitty job and i i i i have bad thoughts and i desperately wish to improve this podcast and have no idea how to do so and i i am you know consumed by my own self-doubt you know mike i actually had a thought just now um have you considered working at Chick-fil-A? Um, they would take one look at me and, and assume I'm a Redditor and not hire me. <laughs> no, no, but like, it, here's the weird thing. As much as people like to crap on Chick-fil-A, it is like the Costco of fast food jobs. In fact, Have you ever talked to someone who's actually worked at a Chick-fil-A? Yeah, I have. And they're like, I get paid $15 an hour, I get great wages, and I get a ton of free food. And every as long as I don't want I know, birth control, I get health care. Every single person I know who's worked at a Chick-fil-A just hates their life even more than I do, and it makes me sad. Wait, seriously? Yeah, because it's... It, that, like, that atmosphere of, like, fake joy that, that they have to have is... For someone like me, like, already I go to work... And I am the fakest, happiest person in the world. I, I got fucking, I got an employee of the month award back in 2015 just because they liked the way my voice sounded over the intercom. Like, I, I kiss ass and take names and kiss babies and, and fuck, uh, uh, my self. I, I thought you were going to say babies again. Like, I honestly no. was like, I kiss babies and then I'm like waiting for them. Like, are you going to say babies again, Mike? Are you going to stay in vogue with all the elites right now? Uh, like, my job is to be super fake, and when it, whenever the shops open and I'm actually selling people shit, I I I get paid to blow air into people's asses and sell them things and they their need, tires. and I'm really good at it. Oh yeah, no, I sell people shit tires all the time because we're having because we need to get rid of them. Like it, it's just oh yeah, because they have a shelf life. Believe it or not, kids, tires have a shelf life. Yeah, they're made of, they're they're made of rubber, and that shit cracks just like. Uh, Dry skin, baby. Can you just yep. punch a tire oh. in half, like a like a, like you, a big you could old if pot? it was dry enough. 
Yeah, I've, so, I've actually done it. Whenever whenever a car comes in with old tires and you try and break them down, they they oftentimes can't. They just shatter. You just punch it. Yeah, yeah, and then you're left with like the weird inner seam that they sew into the rubber. Yeah, but it's stuck to the rim. Uh, so and, and without the rest of the tire, that shit doesn't come off. So you no. have to spend like an hour clipping it. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what Mike's talking about. Um, though, Mike, have you ever like? Do you have Costco in Arkansas? No, we have Sam's Club. Okay, yeah, just as good. Um, wait, wait. Does Sam's Club have good benefits? Because I know in Costco, like here in Alaska and Costco, they start you at like $17 an hour. Uh, I don't know, but everything I've heard about the automotive guys there, they're like, eh, it doesn't pay much more than you guys. Yeah, but they get benefits, out like out the door benefits, like just for working there. I don't know. And I then, know we have a we have a Aldi, and I've tried to get there a few times. You don't like you don't have to do automotive though. Like you can go to Sam's Club and you could just be a shelf stalker and make more than you do as an auto guy at Walmart, man. Yeah, but I like the reason I like working at I I can get a job pretty much anywhere. I have a shit ton of experience. The reason I like working in automotive, not even the department that I work in, but specifically automotive on cars, is because I don't have a lot of oversight. I, I absolutely can't stand managers because most of them don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Okay. So you, you would do make a new kind of manager that just doesn't tell you anything. Yes. Okay. Um, like, right. my, my favorite job I ever had, I worked for two months. They hired me on at a, at a car dealership to be a parts driver, but this is back whenever I was 18, and I wasn't old enough to have their insurance yet. I had to be 19. Uh, so they hired you until you turned 19 that fired you. No, they hired me, but my birthday wasn't soon enough. So instead of just firing me out the gate, they're like, okay, we're we're not going to fire you. We have a part shed that needs organized. Just go and organize it, and we'll pay you while you're here. So uh, for an entire two months, all I did was organize a really disorganized part shed, and I got paid like $10 an hour, and I could do anything I wanted. And I was I've never been happier at a job. I could yeah. just like fucking uh, oh uh, oh thirty minute lunch that's fine with me I won't take any extra time I'll just like get right get right back to what I'm doing and I'll listen to a podcast or some music or do something yeah <sighs> that yeah I know I I cannot tell you how fun my job is when the managers aren't paying attention so like I know exactly what you mean oh it's the best like even right now like at work it's it still sucks but. I can, I, I have, and an, uh, I put my headphone in my ear all day at work, and I'm just listening to stuff, because they aren't paying attention, because people are dying. I think in my situation, <laughs> right. in my situation, it's, uh, it's it's kind of the same thing, I guess. I mean, I used to work at Walmart as well, as a cashier, though. As a cashier, you don't really have any choice. You have to, you kind of have to give your entire attention to that. Um, Dude, I, yeah, no, I know. I, I, I do that, too. But um, I, I could tell you some horror stories about working in sales, but yeah, go ahead, Frog. No, I'm just saying, like, I think I already mentioned this, but, like, my job is a lot more kind of uh, freeform, I guess. It's more so just, like, uh, it's not contract work because it's loaded paid hourly, but it's, like, do this, and then By whenever you get it time, done, you get yeah. it done. Yeah, pretty much. Just, like, get it done before, like, you know, fucking eight years from now, but, you know, as long as you get it done, then you're good. Yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah so that's... Um, so yeah, just just check it on you guys. Just making sure everybody's doing well. Sorry we got into a huge thing about, hey, Mike, why do you suck at everything? I yeah, suck at I mean, no to things. be fair, I asked myself that question a lot, so it's a valid question to ask. Jeez, I was just kidding, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what what about you? What about you, Moth? What are, what, how are you? 
Uh, I've already kind of talked about it. I, I wanted to transition because we, we have a huge topic that we want to talk about today. But before we get into that, uh, I wanted to discuss just a moth story time. I wanted to get moth's weekly story time out of the way while I can still remember it. Um, so back in 2003, Alaska was looking, we're kind of a bad state. I'm not going to pretend we're not a horrible state up here in Alaska. We're ranked like 47 in education, just above Alabama and Arkansas. Like we're, we're pretty bad. Like all the A states are terrible on the education chart. Hey, hey, my high school was number 16 in the United States. Actually, that is impressive. Public institutions. That's pretty impressive. But Alaska has always tried to improve our self-image. In fact, like the current mayor of Anchorage is desperately trying to pretend he lives in San Francisco. Um, like we are desperately trying to like not appear so horribly backwater as we actually are. So back in 2003, a bunch of people got a huge government grant because we used to have a really good uh, senator called Sullivan. And that dude would get us so much money from the other states. Like is like every other state that gives more to the federal government than they receive was paying out Alaska. We are the ultimate welfare state and I love it. And this dude got a massive grant for Alaska's future and it was to build a technical charter. And it was such a big deal. It was like, we're only going to allow 400 students and it is going to be the best and the brightest students in Anchorage. And it was 7th through 12th grade, which is a terrible, terrible group. You should really do 9 through 12 because what was happening was, and, and this gets into it later, but like the 12th graders were sleeping with the 7th graders. It was a horrible situation. Oh boy. So they made this huge lottery and they're like, it's going to be a technical charter and like only 30% of kids are going to make it. Well, they made it a big deal when we all got in, but I guess what happened is a lot of parents felt threatened by the fact that it was going to be a lottery and actually less parents applied for the lottery than kids who could get in. And so everybody got in who wanted to get in, but like the school was supposed to have, I think it was supposed to have 500 students and it was supposed to be like 50 per grade level. Wait, wait, let me do the math. So 300 students, 50 per grade level. And uh, they didn't meet that quote at all. And in Alaska, we have this really weird law where if you get expelled from one school in the district, you get expelled from all the schools, but new schools don't count in this. So yeah, so they only filled like 200 of the 300 potential kids. And then on top of that, the school district said, whoa, whoa, we're spending way too much money on you guys. You guys have to take in 200 extra kids. So they brought in 400 total kids and 200 of them had been expelled from other schools in the state. Uh, and this so, just seems like a system that is built to create schools for bad students. Yeah, yeah, it really was. So uh, I'm not kidding when I said like we had 12th graders who should be felons and absolutely should be in prison like preying on 7th graders. Like Jesus. I, literally seeing 18-year-old kids or 19-year-olds because we had a ton of super seniors just like taking seventh graders back to like the back lots uh during lunch break and it was awful is there an episode of the podcast where you don't talk about sex crime like nope (laughs) nope that is our continued theme is sex crime because everybody loves drama everyone loves sex crime but we're gonna learn about moth committing a felon today that doesn't have to deal with sex i should hope not but uh when i was so i got in in seventh grade and then my parents pretty much realized like hey this school really went downhill fast so they moved me to like a normal school um, in seventh grade, I had two friends. One was named Matt Ramirez and the other one was named Raymond. And I don't actually remember what Raymond's last name was, but it, it was Matt and Ramirez, uh, Matt and Raymond. 
And a lot of these kids actually lived right by the school because the school was like dead center of a lower middle class area. And so it was perfect. A lot of the kids got in because their parents were like, you can just walk to school. I don't have to drive you or you don't have to take a bus. And uh, so a lot of the kids actually lived in the nearby neighborhood. And one day Raymond and I was I was a very socially ostracized kid. So like I never hung out with anybody. And uh, one day Raymond is like, hey, Moth. I'm like, what's up, Ray? He goes, hey, uh, Matt wants to borrow my PS2. Uh, you want to come to my house and like help us get it? I'm like, hell yeah, man. And so we go to Raymond's house and we get in and like Raymond opens the door and we get in and we go to the house and Matt and Raymond just start walking around the house and they're like walking around. I'm like, hey, Raymond, uh, seeing as this is a lunch break, can I grab some food? And Raymond's like, yeah, grab whatever you want, man. And so that was like 2003, I think was the year like those uh, Chef Boyardee's, the quick microwave ones, like the small little cup ones. They had just come out. And this house had like 30 of them in the pantry. And so Jesus. I was just like, I was just eating Chef Boyardee's. I ate like seven or eight of them. Ugh. And uh, I was like, Raymond, are you sure this is okay, dude? I've eaten like five of these already. And Raymond's like, dude, dude, help yourself. Like there's always plenty at this house. And uh, we're like, uh, so they get the PS2 and they're getting ready to leave. And I knew Matt lived nearby. I knew Matt lived like two blocks away. And uh, we're getting ready to leave and the garage door opens and... Matt and Raymond both get really scared looks on their faces. And I'm like, hey, guys, what's up? They're like, uh, we're going to leave out the back door. I'm like, well, we came in the front door, guys. He's like, yeah, we're leaving out the back. So they hightail it out the back door as the garage door is closing and just like power sprint down the neighborhood as fast as they can, holding like a PS2 and a bunch of games. And later I realized that that wasn't either of their houses. And that we had just broken into somebody's house and stolen a PS2. <laughs> and uh, I feel really Congratulations, bad. Congratulations, you ruined some child's life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel horrible. And the worst thing is, like, I also ate all that child's chef boyardee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like that kid That kid was in that car coming home. Maybe he, had, he was sick from stomach. He had a sick stomach, so his mom was picking him up. He was like, oh, man, I can't wait to pay, play my favorite game, Jack and Daxter, on my PS2, and eat some good old Chef Boyardee's. I hope there's plenty of, of the ravioli left. That's my favorite. And, then, and only only to, like, walk into, oh, my PS2's gone. Oh, no. <laughs> all the Chef Boyardee's gone. <laughs> oh, I, I'll just, I guess I'll comfort my my myself by eating some ravioli oh no <laughs> that kid's only and, comfort was playing fucking soul caliber 2 with some ravioli in his hands well then i did that kid a favor because soul caliber 2 was best on the gamecube so you you traumatize some poor kid's life and for what seven cans of ravioli you monster and i and we stole his ps2 yeah <laughs> i mean minor details i'm sure this kid was a little fatty probably cared more about the ravioli <laughs> oh no, ravioli, ravioli! And I'm gonna tell you right now, if if there was like back when those came out, they I they I mean they weren't cheap. They weren't like no, they're like three dollars back in 2003. Yeah, so so like if they had like 30 of those in the pantry, like I ate 27 dollars worth of Chef Boyardee after we stole <laughs> a PS2. <laughs> it was. <laughs> It was like, I, I felt horrible about it. I'm like, guys, we have to go back and return the PS2. And they're like, Moth, shut the hell up. Like, Moth, you stole $27 of Chef Boyardee. Are you really going to go back with a PS2 and apologize? You're going to throw up the Chef Boyardee on the porch? <laughs> like, 
I like to think that at the time you're like, oh god, if I try to turn this PS2, they'll, they'll, they'll figure me for the Chef Boyardee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh so yeah that's like the only time i've ever like legitimately committed a crime and i didn't even know at the time what i was doing i just did public indecency yeah, mostly yeah I, I i'm living in a constant fear um that i'm just gonna end up getting on a criminal sex registry for streaking I yeah just, it's coming yeah I, I know what's coming. Like it, it's only a matter of time before I go to prison for running down the street bare ass. <laughs> Does it happen on occasion? This is a normal. Dude, oh, dude, I have just the cravings. Like, uh, I got in <laughs> trouble. I, I want to say like three days ago, I got home before my wife did because my wife was running to the mailbox to drop off her packages, and uh, she came home. And the way my house is, like, we live in a very cookie cutter house. So you have the garage, and then above the garage, you have like a porch. And then uh, our porch is torn down right now because there's a ton of wood rot and I have to fix it. Uh, then there's a there's a glass sliding door that walks out to the porch. And right. uh, that's on the second floor. And I saw my wife coming in and I sprinted to the door as fast as I could. And I just like pulled down my pants and spread my ass cheeks and just like pushed them against the door so my wife could see it as she was pulling into the neighborhood. But then as I was, like, looking back to laugh at my wife, I noticed, like, my Korean neighbor across the street from me was just staring at me with a look of disgust. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm going to prison one of these days. Fucking, uh, you go see your Korean neighbor and fucking, uh, uh, you're a child, you are are an actual baby. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh... This episode's actually really weird, guys. Uh, this is the first time we've actually set forth a goal and accomplished that goal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, 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 so to frame it a little bit, we are now going to enter the the portion in which we talk, <laughs> we talk about, about a thing. anime. Yeah, on this anime themed podcast. Just thirty three minutes in, no big deal. We are going to be talking about today uh, the anime film by Satoshi Kon. Uh, Madhouse. And Madhouse to a lesser extent, but mostly Satoshi Kone is the director. Um, it's called Perfect Blue, and there are going to be spoilers. It's called Perfect Dark. No, I'm I'm starting it with spoilers. Like just so you know, if you if you haven't seen Perfect Blue or want to see it unruined, like uh, you you should do that now because yeah. I'm getting right into spoilers. Okay, it's I an forgot. Hour and Twenty minutes long. So starting have... now. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is blue? this is all I remember about that movie is the fact that they gave away the plot halfway through. Um, and they gave it away in a very perfect manner. What do you mean by gave away the plot? And like what plot? Well, well, th- okay. So, re- so when ahead. she's acting and she's an actress, and uh, they do that scene where she's having like a psychological breakdown, and the the woman who's acting like a doctor because they're doing a scene where she's being interviewed by a doctor. It's all acted, and she pretty much tells the doctor the exact plot of the movie, except it's somebody else doing it in the real world, where she's like. Yeah, I'm a pop idol. I'm famous and everybody loves me. And she like comes out of the room. She's like, yeah, she's mentally fragmented to handle the stress of life. In reality, she's a murderer and a serial killer. Like, and then at the end of the movie, you find out her manager was that person. Yes. Where, yes. Like, that was, that was like, that was the only point of the movie. Where I was like, damn, that was actually really well written. This is kind of why I want to rewatch it and see like all the hints about that, you know? Um, oh, there's there not are- a lot. Yes, yes, yes. There is. There I knew that. I already knew the twist going into the movie, and yeah, there's a lot. Well, can we also talk about the fact that that movie was entirely like mo-capped with Benedict Cumberbatch as the main like 
actor for the mocap. What? What? Are... Dude, did you oh, not see how talking... far apart everybody's eyes about... are in that movie? Oh, okay. He's talking about Mania and Rumi and how their eyes are far apart. Everybody's oh, eyes are like halfway across the damn screen. If you watch this movie in widescreen, you could probably like fit an airplane between their eyes. Maybe. Uh, no, it's re- you know it's actually really weird. Most characters have pretty normalized. It's pretty much only the the characters who are not all there that have the weird fish eye. Yes, yeah, like, this is like a thing notes. I was like wondering about. Like, do, why do all the insane characters have like uh, weird eyes? It seems like, and, and not only that, but like there's also a, a fixation on the eyes in the killings as well. Yeah, Can does we... um does Sergei Cohen have a thing against like people with like large faces or something? Just people with Down syndrome and mental disorders. Yeah, yeah, fuck them. So 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 basically, this movie it, it's it's essentially about a pop idol who uh, wants to break away from being a small time pop idol and get into the world of acting, and her manager who uh, is a failed pop idol, which you only learn through incidental dialogue, so it's something that you could miss unless you uh, weren't looking for it. I actually didn't uh, know that. And the, 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 show, the, the, the show itself is actually really cool in that uh, the, the acting roles in which uh, Mima, the main character, ends up getting in the movie, uh, it, it reflects not only the psychological state uh, uh, sorry, uh, Mima. Rumi is the the manager. Yeah. And not only the, the acting roles that Mima gets is not. It reflects not only Rumi's like experience uh, as a failed pop idol, but it, it like triggers within her like a fractured personality that that causes this like stalking, uh, like murders and it's it's really it's it's such a fucking mind trip and that's something that uh, satoshi kon is amazing at you know i all i could think about while i was watching the entire movie is like so this is where orochimaru got to start that that's uh, all i could think about the whole time i was watching that movie because uh, her stalker is just orochimaru i don't know who that is from naruto uh he's talking about orochimaru from naruto. yeah orochimaru uh i don't so know him. ichida also known as mimania um He's, he's, he's so, in the, you see in the very beginning of the movie, and he is stalking her throughout the movie because he's obsessed with her. Um, that character is really, it's just like normal stalker character. Like, there's not much. Oh, to yeah, he really is the is. ultimate normal stalker character, except he's also like, I, I know this word is not socially acceptable, but like, when you hear the word mongoloid, <laughs> that is what I think of looking at that man. <laughs> I, th- I think that is uh, somewhat of a not a I don't know. You can say troglodyte. It's, it's not an acceptable that one's phrase okay. at all. Troglodyte. It's, it, 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 like uh, I don't know. Troglodyte sounds Tro- worse in my opinion. I mean, that's How not a slur. Tro- troglodytes don't exist anymore. Like yeah, the because Mongolian they all get murdered by do. hammers. Uh, Mo- Mongoloid, not offensive. Troglodyte, ooh, that's a little yikesy. <laughs> it's a little bit. It is. It's like it, they're not real. Oid, oid is not an offensive word ender, but I is. So if it was like trogloids, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> okay, fine. Trogloids, I guess. <laughs> that make you happy? Oh, yeah, this, this, this guy, this this fucking mimania. Uh, he's really fucking, like, he's insanely crazy, and throughout the entire movie, he's being fed information from Rumi, who's pretending to be the real Mima, and writing a blog about her 
fake life saying that she's the real one and he's convinced he is the real one it's really it's really really weird um you know, it's it's kind of cool though it's this, yeah sorry go ahead no, none of this would have happened if she hadn't gotten an apple too <laughs> <laughs> yeah fucking good product placement yeah really for 1997 what did I, I think it's kind of terrible product like, placement because it makes it look like it'll ruin your life oh 1977 <laughs> i'm totally wrong here yeah um but yeah, I, I, I mean, the biggest thing about the movie, I'm sure everyone's like kind of focused on, is just like how effectively it, sh- it, it makes you wonder what the fuck's going on, or like or really? more so like I... what reality you're actually in, like is whatever or not you're looking at is actually happening or some other kind of facet, because that's kind of the idea, right? She's getting confused because like her acting role is very similar to what her actual situation. And think... even the the end of the movie, like like I, I remember whenever we we and Frog were watching it. Um, at the very end of the movie, like, uh, Mima goes and visits Rumi, who has had her mind completely fractured in, in like, a, a, a care center. And she leaves, she gets into her car, and she grabs the mirror to adjust <laughs> it to look at herself. And she says, no, I'm real. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but, and I didn't catch this, I had, I looked this up afterwards. No, she, she like, says that because there's the nurses who saw her. Like, is that really that actress? No, no, no. That, no that, but, but, but you need to understand when she says that, it's Rumi's voice that's coming out of her mouth. Is it? Oh, see, I uh, I watched yeah. the dub and it was her. Oh well. Yeah, no, it's supposed to be Rumi's voice, and you can tell in the, in the sub. Uh, maybe. Oh. So, um, so we should uh, maybe. we should we should make it clear right now. Uh, Frog and Mike watched the sub. Yeah. I watched the dub, not because I like dubs, but because I was working on other projects at the time, and I needed to be aware of what was going on without having to read. It's <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, like, you, you picked, like, the most, like, head-assery, you gotta, like, pay attention to what's going on movie to... That you requested <laughs> to just watch. Passively. I requested it because you guys wanted to do a One Piece movie, and I actually like One Piece. Yeah, we, I, I was, I was fine through, doing that. I wasn't going to sit through you guys bad mouthing my favorite anime. I probably would have liked. You know, I like One Piece. What is? <laughs> do you? I've said it several times. No, you. I don't know what you like. You like Fortnite and eat hot chip and lie. <laughs> I, I Takis do be flaming though. They do. I, I, I literally talking. said like whenever One Piece comes up and and Mike says I don't like that, I go like that's pretty good, and you go no. So I don't know. <laughs> so I, mean, uh, I requested. I don't I, love I was it. Like hey, let's do One Piece because Moth likes Here, it, so he'll have things to say. Yeah, I was excited to, to watch one, it. Actually, I was like, looking forward to that one because I like Shonen here's movies. Here's the They're problem. Fun. Well, here's the problem with One Piece. It's the same issue with like the Dragon Ball movies, where the Dragon Ball movies hold no canonic bearing on the rest of the series. I guess technically Strong World is a canonic movie. Like, it, it actually has a place in the One Piece universe when it happens because Oda wrote it. Well, that's kind of but, ideal because we're watching it without much context because right. we don't really... Uh... Yeah, yeah. but at the same time, like, shonen movies exist to sell DVDs and sell merch. Like, the whole Brawly movie, like, yeah, it's nice that Brawly and Gogeta and Vegito are now canon. I hate you so much. But, <laughs> but like, I, I Fuck love... you. <laughs> I, I love the Brawly movie. It was great. Yes, it is. It's amazing. Um, but, like, uh, at the same time, these, these movies are meant for fans. It's more fan service. Although I think that one actually are. is canon. It, no, no, Brawly movie is canon. Yeah. But, like, I, I, I don't, I, I, you have to like One Piece to watch the movies. It's like, I do. Uh, there's, there's one movie that has actual um, value as, like, an artistic piece, 
and that's like the island of Dr. Moreau or something. It's the, it's the anime equivalent of the island of Dr. Moreau. And it's because it was animated by the guy who did Summer Wars. Uh, the guy who directed Summer Wars directed this. And so, like, it has a lot of good value as, like, an artistic piece, which is weird for One Piece. But you, you have to like One Piece. I'm not going to have you guys watch a One Piece movie if you don't all love One Piece and know what it's about. That's kind of the idea, I mean, It's like, I, I, let's I, learn about I, One I Piece. We can watch One Piece. Piece. I've... I've I've read a hundred. I've I've not read. I've watched a hundred episodes of it. I'm familiar with it. So you know ten percent of One Piece. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Fine. Next time we do something, we we can all watch Strong World sure, because it fine. has uh it it has my favorite costume design for Frankie ever. Like it's a great episode or Sounds movie. Good. I, I'm actually You've I, I, here I was first, folks. Yeah. Next week we will talk about One Piece Strong World. But okay. for now, let's talk about <laughs> Perfect Blue. <laughs> um, yeah so i watched i watched the dub though um yeah. and and just the the audio quality in the dub cracks me up because it goes from like the the main girl what's her name she's not Rumi. she's a mima. Uh, mima. mima yeah mima mima her audio quality is so sterilized it's not even funny so you have the background audio because i i guess they take a lot of the background audio from the actual dub the the japanese dub and they include it, but then they have her record over it, and it's like she's talking in a sterilized room. So she'll be, um, and I, I know what recording booths are supposed to look like, but she'll be sit, standing there having a conversation, and you'll hear like cars going on in the background and everything, and she'll start talking, and all the background noise like goes away. And it's just, it's this like crystal clear, crisp, emotionless, like, yeah, I'm now an idol. I don't do those old things, or I'm an mm-hmm. actress. I don't do those old things I used to do anymore because I want to be taken more seriously in the spotlight. That is exactly how she delivers her lines. <laughs> and then, like, and the audio quality is a little bit okay with her. Like, she is probably the most acceptable, even though she's completely sterile. Actually, Rumi does better, in my opinion, than she does. Uh, Rumi is way better than her. But then, uh, you get, like, the random background characters, like, background white guy number three. And you can hear the fact that he's doing it on like a $10 microphone. It's like, yeah, yeah, we got to get out of here. And you're just like, (laughs) what is going on? Like, there's tons of background noise. Like, you can hear a train going on in the background. Like, it's just like, holy crap. This is like worse than hentai dubs. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to watch it. I I actually, I'm not sure how, like, good the dub is in terms of, like, uh... God awful. Conveying the information, with, but if it's it is on par with every '90s dub. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So just so you know, the the original anime came out in 1997, and we got the dub in '99. Yeah, which okay. is it's it's pretty wild uh, that uh, um, the audio is like has that issue with the dub because I I've never heard the dub. I I might watch it like Frog is uh, Frog has but not the redo of the dub. I feel like if I watch the dub, I'd do the, the older version. Well, like the audio mastering is all like it's everywhere. I I, I pulled uh I pulled the Blu-ray off of Nia.si because I'm a filthy pirate. Um, I'll admit that right now. I mean, I is there anywhere the that actually has it legally right now? I don't know. Uh, you can get it on uh, yeah, Amazon right- Prime for two ninety nine. Right stuff. Uh, re- no, not right stuff. Uh, someone re- like remastered it, and you can get it. Um, but it comes with a new dub. Oh yeah, but by the way, like you know, uh, you know, in the very beginning, when those three guys are like standing around talking about how this is like Cham's last performance and whatnot. 
Yes, uh, yes. Eckler, yeah. one, two, three, and four. <laughs> no, no, not those guys. The other three at the very uh-huh. beginning where it looks like a, a paper mache like South Park episode because whenever they talk, they like pop out of the foreground. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know like, exactly what you're talking they about. They shook up and down like popsicle yeah, yeah, sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that audio was awful. Like just sitting there because you have the background of everybody talking and then those guys are talking, but they're not talking any louder than the background. You're supposed to be louder than your background. And these guys are like, yeah, who's going to be Cham's last show? And like in the background, you're just hearing like <laughs> cheering and everything. And you can't hear what these guys are saying. <laughs> the audio me- mixing is so bad. It's actually like it, it. It's I don't know, like I because I don't have any like context for it. I but I'm I'm willing to believe you about something like audio. So I'm not going to push like any kind of issue. But I I. I think it's so fucking weird to think about how there's this movie that's really iconic. Obviously, we're talking about Perfect Blue. I don't know why I feel the need to clarify that. Um, And people really loved it. And then the the, the dub is just so fucking bjorked. It's fucking wild. Uh, Wait, we're talking about Perfect Blue? Yes. I thought we were watching La Blue Girl. Oh, okay. Speaking speaking of... (laughs) Speaking of bjorked... Have you guys ever heard of Ricardo Lopez? Yeah. Ricardo Milos? Of, of course. The meme. Uh, by the way, yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Where are you going, Mike? So Ricardo Lopez is, is not is not what you think it is. It's, I'm not talking about the meme. I'm not talking about Ricardo. Ricardo okay. Lopez was a famous stalker uh, uh, from the 90s who stalked Bjork. Okay. Oh. Uh, you, I, you, I don't know if you've ever heard about this, but, uh, it, it, it was pretty widely publicized at the time. Uh, he was a really racist, really weird guy who was obsessed with Bjork and he was, he was, he was the first guy to like do a vlog, except he didn't have anywhere to upload it to. So he just had hundreds of VHS tapes inside of his house. Um, and it was just about his obsession with Bjork. And when Bjork started dating a black dude, he got really upset. Uh, he started sending her, uh, like, messages uh, uh, threatening both of them, and eventually uh, tried to mail her an acid bomb. Oh, nice. This, yeah, this no, all, now I'm remembering. This all happened in 1996. Oh. Uh, and, why, and, and the whole affair ends with him turning on his camcorder, saying, Soon you'll be dead, and I will be dead too. And he blows his brains out against a canvas as an art piece. It's pretty good. Uh, uh, that's pretty good performance art, if you ask me. I mean, it would be, except to, <laughs> the. I mean, I don't want to call it the dumbass. Completely misses the canvas. <laughs> In like a final poetic moment of of a total failure of a life. Uh, but this dude, like this, this all happened in 1996. I mean, well, the years leading up to 1996, and Perfect Blue came out. I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it was inspired by the Bjork acid bo- uh, acid attack event, which is basically what it's called. Uh, but it only came out a year later. Um, Let me take a look here. Uh, the S, yep, 1996. It's it's pretty it's pretty wild that, and you can find because I I looked into the Ricardo Lopez uh, event. Because I just find it so interesting. Like looking into his life was—it's very sad. Um, 
but going I- into it, like there are some there are some interesting parallels between it and and uh, Perfect Blue and how like deranged people come become whenever they're like obsessed with someone. Um, much in the same way that Rumi, Rumi literally convinces herself that she is the real uh, uh, mommy. Yeah, uh, Mima and Mima. Sorry, uh, and it's so like. That, that fucking I love that the scene whenever uh Rumi is chasing uh, uh Mima through throughout oh, Tokyo and she keeps switching and and like th- there's this great thing where you're seeing like the ghost of the real of the fake real like uh, uh Mima uh, Mima chasing her and then like you'll see reflections and there's just and it's just Rumi like heaving ass yeah, 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 as like really an cool. overweight like 40 year old just like ah it's really it's cool. so fucking yeah, and there's that great scene where she's about to uh, stab her and kill her, uh, and and uh, uh, Mima just way, grabs her wig and she reverts back to Rumi for a second. Let's can we can we talk about umbrellas for a second <laughs> and the fact that no umbrella I have ever seen in my life that was made pro- like after 1957 will have a sharp point. You posted like that. about this. Yeah, like, well, no, like, there's, uh, just that whole chase scene. I was actually paying attention during that point. But, like, I I was laughing my ass off where they break the window, and she goes through the window, and the whole time, like, they're gonna pull a ghost. They're gonna pull a ghost. And sure enough, she straight up gets impaled on the glass. And I was like, hell (laughs) yeah, they did it. Yeah. Um, I mean, as for the- By the way, for those of you who don't know, uh, Ghost is a Patrick Swayze movie with everybody's favorite, uh, what's her name? Whoopi the, Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Thank you. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, it's, it's a movie which is like pretty whatever. And then in the last five minutes, a dude just gets guillotined by a glass window. And it makes zero sense with the rest of the context of the movie. But, uh, yeah, so that, that's, that was cracking me up because like they actually pulled a ghost. Holy crap. It was good. I I I adored like there's so much great imagery in the movie. There's a lot, there's like one of my favorite like shots is at the end of that chase after uh, Rumi stabs herself on the glass. She backs up because she's not dead. She she no, just cut, she just she, hurt herself, dude. It yeah. is so hard to kill a human being by stabbing them. Just so you know, and yeah, like, she's 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 standing in the the street. The, the truck's coming at her. And the way the it's framed, the headlights of the truck almost turn into angel wings as yeah. she's accepting her death. And or, then, uh, or, 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 or the, basking the in the light sunlight of, of fan the, cams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or basking in like the like fan, fan cameras. Too. Either and one. And then Mima's just like, "Nah, bitch!" And just fucking yeets her ass out of there. Yeah, uh, I, I love the fact that Mina gets isekai'd, and that's when her mental breakdowns start happening. Is when she gets hit by a truck. <laughs> yeah, actually, I mean her. Her entire movie was mental breakdown. The movie. yeah, but it, gets, it escalates she, but from she, there. But what's great is like the the time skipping and her insanity and her mental anguish starts to happen after she gets isekai'd, and I was just laughing my ass off about that. Wait, what? Oh well, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I she about she the, gets the hit by the truck, yeah. and then all of a sudden she just starts like jumping around, like she doesn't know where she is anymore. I'm like, did she really just get isekai'd? Well, uh, what I like about, like, that, it, it really shows, like, when you're in, like, a, a, a broken mental state, like, it can feel like days are repeating. And, and it actually visualizes that in a way that is still interesting and not, like, overbearing. Like, it only does it three times, and the last time it actually does start changing things. And the second time, she even questions 
Has this happened before? And he's like, no, I just came over yesterday. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I feel bad. I feel like if I watched this movie, if I was a grown-ass adult at the age of like 23, 24, whatever, even my own age, and I watched this movie in 1997, I feel like that movie would have been way more impactful than it is for me right now. Because I've seen, and probably because this movie inspired it all, like I've seen a ton of this stuff already in my life. So like when it was happening, I was just like, eh, eh. I mean, I don't know. I thought it was very effective. Yeah, Satoshi Kon's like, Satoshi Kon's work is, he relies a lot on dream logic, which is why I think uh, most of his stuff like holds up. Uh, Satoshi Kon's easily like my favorite director, even though this is actually the first time I saw Perfect Blue. Um, but I, I love everything else he's made so much that like, I was sure I would like it. And sure enough, I do, but everything after this is when it gets crazy. Like there, there's paranoia agent, which is a total agent. I need to, I need to watch that. I've tried to watch it and I always get bored by the second episode. I watched like two episodes a long time ago and I didn't stop because I was bored. I stopped because I was watching with friends at the time and they continued without me and they finished. So I just kind of like dropped off. So fun fact, he did the original part three of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yes. Oh, uh, no, nah, he did Tokyo Godfathers. I ain't watching this. <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, Tokyo Godfathers, to- Tokyo Godfathers he made because someone was like, uh, you can't make, like, a, a movie that appeals to the masses, and he just, like, clapped his hand and said, bet, and made, like, this kind of schmaltzy... It, it's his most normal movie. Uh, it's probably my favorite of his movies, just because on, on a... It's really interesting. It's perfectly crafted. And also, like, it's a movie that has a religious message that isn't overbearing, which I really appreciate. Uh, but he also did uh, Paprika, which that was his last movie before his death. In fact, I think it came out after he died. Wait, wait, wait. Um, did he did he do Memories? No. Okay, I was going to say, because Memories, that's the one about the spaceship that's like somewhat sentient. And yeah, it, no, no. yeah, no. Okay, I was like, I love that one. That one's great. Satoshi Kon's works. Like, he deals with dream logic, but it's still like with relatively grounded characters, typically. Like, even, even at the... Uh, by, I'm not going to spoil it, but by the end of Paranoia Agent... Uh, when the dream logic breaks down, like it's, uh, even that surrealist bit is still like pretty well grounded in the reality that was created within that show. Um, and, and Uh, Paprika is probably his closest to sci-fi because it actually has like sci-fi technology in it. Yeah. It's, it lets you enter people's dreams to help them. Mm -hmm. And then, and then a terrorist gets a hold of it and uses it to kill people. Nice. It's a really, it's a really fucking cool movie. Like that, that movie's, that movie. If 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 you if you watch Bird Blue and you're like, wow, that was a trip, but I, I I'm not done tripping yet. Cue up Paprika, man. You you'll 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 have a, you have a gas, gas. I don't yeah. want to fart, dude. I avoided something. Be proud of me. I avoided saying something. But <laughs> um, I don't. <laughs> my my issue with Perfect Blue is. I, you didn't watch it. <laughs> no, I, I did watch it. I, and, and I think the dub kind of robbed a lot for me. So I'll give you guys credit there. Because in the dub, I think they actually changed the ending. No in way. the dub, she leaves the hospital. And as she's leaving the hospital, the two nurses are looking at her and are like, do you think that's mommy, the, 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 the actress? She goes, no, that's definitely a lookalike. There's no way that's mommy. And then she gets in her car and she's like, of course I'm mommy. Who else would I be? And that's, drives off. That's basically the same thing, yeah. It's like... Okay. It just she said I'm but real is what she said specifically in the Japanese. At least the subs we read. Um, yeah. 
basically the same thing though um uh, yeah that's about right th- th- if, if what mike's man, saying that- is true and it actually was supposed to be rumi's voice that's interesting I, 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 that would actually I, be even cause even more confusion for me because i'm like <laughs> are we still out of the nightmare yet i have no fucking idea at that point um, I, I will say that is one of the few movies where even though they clearly said like, hey, we are acting a rape scene. This isn't actually a rape scene. And you actually pause the rape scene halfway through because you have to do stuff like that. And even uh, one of the actors the is like over her and he's like, hey, hey I'm so sorry. This. Yeah, this yeah. is not. Like, uh, uh, I still ended up skipping like the last minute of the rape scene because I was like, man, this is just, yeah, I don't rough. need this. That That's was uncomfortable. Not that like was, that. It was it was so uncomfortable for like so many on so many different levels. Like Yeah, it, it was horrible. It was very realistic, but also there they stopped like twice and be like, Okay, we're repositioning. All right, go. And everyone's like, like, You're okay, Rumi, right? Like everything's okay? Like our mommy? Uh ma- Mima. And, and then Mima, yeah. And then we got to uh and this is actually something that uh it's I, I don't I don't think this is confirmed. But this is, I believe, the moment where Rumi's mind shatters. Yes, because, because she sees it happen and leaves. I think because the the drama that is in the show is basically what happened with Rumi, and it's like hinting at that, I think that when Rumi was an idol, she was sexually assaulted. They tell you that. I don't Do remember they? This. Yes, they tell you that because uh, when she's doing the interview with the doctor, that is literally a looking glass of Rumi's life when she's interviewing. Well, so, she- so like, but that's not, con- it, it's not confirmed. You that, literally like- see Rumi's mind shatter while she's watching the film. You see her mind break. Like, she goes, like, her eyes go off in different directions and she's like, uh, and then leaves. No, no, when she leaves, that's whenever the rape scene's happening. Yeah, exactly. But like that causes her to shatter, and then like yeah, but but like it could be that it could be like she's like seeing what happened to her in her own mind, or it could just be like the person she's obsessed with is is getting sexually assaulted, and, and I can't separate myself from fiction and reality anymore. Like it could be many different things. I was just shooting out some headcanon there because I think. That's a cool idea. No, I, it, it, I, I could believe it with how like weird it is. I could absolutely believe it. Oh, 100%. Like, like it, that's the cool thing about analyzing things. You just do things that are believable and it sounds cool. <laughs> it works, Just man. make something I mean, up honestly, as long as it sounds movie, right. It's it probably fine. This but not ironically. But yeah, like, that's, that, um, that is perfect blue. Like, it's, it's this great... Exercise intention building. Yeah, it's actually very. Cool. I actually didn't feel tense at all watching it. And That's once again, maybe this is because I watched the English <laughs> dub. Um, I don't know. I thought it was really tense. Um, I think well, maybe thus maybe tense is the wrong word. I think just because yes, it was tense in some parts, but I feel like I was more so like just lost is maybe the word I would use. Is that is that too like uh like vague of a term? I don't know. I could understand being lost. Like, it's not, um, not, not that I didn't understand the going ons. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't understand them, like, clearly, but, like, you know, I, I understood what was going on, like, uh, at a surface level. Um, it's more so just, like, I, I was lost in the, uh, in the idea that, like, I'm not sure what is happening. Or, sort of, oh, yeah. more so, what is, uh, I guess that's what like, really struck I, me is mostly just the idea. It, it was very effective in showing, like, dude. I'm Where are used you? to Satoshi Kon and how he directs things, so like it wasn't. I I could follow it pretty clearly for me, 
But I could definitely understand why someone would be confused watching it. But it was and like, even me, like I knew the twist going into it, and I and I I can't not know it now. So I, I even then, may, may, maybe without that extra bit of knowledge, I still would have been like I would have had a similar confused experience. Yeah. Um. But I I I when I say like it it it's it's tension like there's so much tension in it like specifically. Like throughout the entire movie, it's not tension's not even really the right word. Like you, that's said, what I'm thinking. Frog. Yeah, it's like I'm not really sure if there's a proper word for it, but it's more so like anxiety uh, or something, or discomfort, yeah. or some kind like, of like it's just like some kind of welling emotion that I can't really put a finger on. But it's there and because it's very cool. If it was real tension, then that last then that scene where Rumi stabs herself, as soon as she stabs herself, you should feel a release because at that point the threat is basically over. But it's still there. You're still uncomfortable because uh, uh, Mima is is just so like psychologically destroyed by even what's happening in front of her. Like her life is ruined. Like she, if she if she was a real person to this day, like I would believe that she probably would end up ending up exactly like Rumi. In yeah. fact, I think I think if if it's true that the last line is spoken in Rumi's voice, I think that's what it's implying. That her life is ruined. No, no, that she's gonna end up becoming just like Rumi. Uh, yeah, it's. I I actually think the part of the movie where I felt the worst was actually before everything started to ramp up. So she quits being an idol and she starts doing acting, and it I I love it because it became a meme. I want to say in the mid to late two thousand tens, or even the mid two thousand tens, or even the the or the late two thousands, early two thousand tens. It became a meme in America television where it's like, all actors have to get their start as a dead hooker on CSI Miami. <laughs> but in 1997, that's exactly what she did in the show, where she gets her start on a crime drama. And, and she, gets like, her, she gets her start with one line, and it's just like... Who are you? Who are you? That's it. Yeah, honestly, I, I genuinely enjoy that movie. I I, th- I, I truly did, even though I was kind of bored by a lot of it. But that point at the very beginning where it's just showing, like, the fact that one of her directors cares about her, but only cares about her because she's living, like, vicariously through her. And the other one is doing whatever it takes to keep the agency alive. And her two friends that she basically carried from the start are now doing well without her. Like, that yeah, that's is also I felt the that's worst. a big anxious thing, too. Like, like oh, we're fine without you. Like, uh, fuck. <laughs> well, and they're, they get to do a podcast. Like, they, they just do, do great the moment she's gone. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it, it, oh, man. Uh, idols having, like, radio spots is pretty common in Japan. Yeah, I know. But, like, no, it's, but, it's less so that and more so the idea that, like, um, we're better off without you. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, yes. That's a feeling I don't want like to I like how Perfect Blue, like, it does, it, it implies that without, like, having the moment where they say it. Oh, yeah, no, they don't need that. Because, it's, yeah, it's just there. Um, it's just like also, kind of stacked just, on to the emotions that, we, that are already like in the themes of the set of the thing. Um, I also want to say when it comes to the the art and animation in this movie, it's kind of ugly. Animate? No. Yeah, no, you're dumb. No, yeah, like like we were just talking about earlier the the, the characters in the beginning that animate like yeah, this, like, like sure. Like, there's a couple little sticks. weird things, but on the on the whole, this movie's really good looking. Yeah, it's. I, I, I would say it's okay. It's passable. It's not and like it's amazing. As an anime. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it, it is. It is. It is completely like quality wise because it's Madhouse, middle of the road. Yeah. 
Like there, it, it doesn't. There's no like standout animation moments. There's standout direction moments. Yeah, I know, but that's more the part of like the storyboarding and shit, um, which is really yeah, good. Like, I think like, actually, I, I do want to talk a little bit about like some of the cool like transitional shots that are that are that are done, oh, uh, especially, especially near the, the beginning. Yeah, the beginning has some really good ones too. For example, like uh, just like where the movement of one shot of Mima or something will kind of transition subtly into the next shot of her on stage. But it'll it'll be like the same direction. It's it's some really it's some pretty basic editing stuff, but it, done in a way that it, it kind of makes it seem like switching between these two scenes is uh is kind of almost seamless despite it being hard cuts. It's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it even it even like implies like uh, a dual uh, dualistic nature of the the character themselves. How like they have like yeah exactly they have their own personal life. life, and then that personal life gets destroyed <laughs> because where'd it go? Yeah, like. <sighs> Man, this movie is is genuinely fantastic. I I liked it. I wouldn't say it's a red line or. Uh, oh it, no! I, I would say so. it's, <laughs> I, mean, I, I think I think. <laughs> no, what no, let is? me rephrase this. It, like I said before, if I had seen this in 1997, this would be phenomenal. But I've seen like since then, I've seen you know the pers- I've seen so many psychological horrors and stuff that deal like this. I mean, Black Swan was inspired by this. Yeah, I don't know. Hundred uh, percent. So it's uh, Black Swan with Kira Knightley. Or is it Natalie Portman? Natalie Portman. Yeah, okay, there you go. Same woman, but different different movie. <laughs> different name. Um different name. No, it's <laughs> they were literally stunt doubles for each other at one point. I'll have to watch it. Uh, I don't know that one, but Yeah, but I'll get back um, to you on that. But yeah, like it, I I seen Black Swan, so like it's a great movie for its time, but I think if you watch it now, you'll see like and if you're especially if you're a movie buff like me, uh you're gonna see a lot of just like, oh yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, and so it kind of it kills the magic that it's so old. I mean, See, I don't, I, I don't agree, I, but it's. I mean, that's fair. Um, that's kind of how I feel about the Matrix. So I do understand. Um, yeah, like you've seen people dodge bullets. Like friggin' Britney Spears did it and break the ice. Like we've seen everything in the Matrix. Maybe we'll watch it someday. But uh, I, I would be interested to see what you think about Paprika because Paprika was not as influential, and it was the most unraveled Satoshi Kon ever was allowed to get. It's like super crazy. Uh, it's that movie. That movie's insane. And uh, like, like Frog, if you were ever confused about what, like, that movie goes even more insane. I mean, but it's, it's cool because it, it's directed in a way where it's confusing as it goes on, but once it ends, it's pretty clear. It's 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 very cool. Um, I if if we want to talk about an unhinged movie, I have a movie I absolutely want to watch with you guys in real time. Yeah, like I will actually get into a room and we will watch the movie together. Yeah, dude. and it is called. Tokyo Gore Police. Oh God! It sounds like sounds a like weird. a B movie. Oh, it, it, it's. It, I'm just gonna send you one picture while we're on audio that you can look at and you can tell me what you think. Okay. All right, ready, guys. Here go. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Don't say what it is, but we're gonna see it. Oh, that's the. This is cancer for an audio podcast, but I don't know. This if is I gonna say be what amazing. Let's do it. That's 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 a fucked up Power Rangers villain. That is. <laughs> but the thing is, it was on Netflix when Netflix first started. <laughs> Base. That's how I saw it. Is like I was on Netflix. I was like, oh boy, some woman's crocodile vagina just ate a man. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty fun. Actually, uh, maybe we should watch this. Um, <laughs> uh, for a second, I thought it was going to be on something like Mad Bull, which is something we should probably watch as well. I thought it was going to be some like Sharknado a... bullshit, but <laughs> Mad Bull, what's that? That's a that's a classic '80s uh, action anime that's like completely and totally insane. 
Like there's oh. a a scene I think in. Oh which... wait, it's this guy with the grenades. Yeah, where he's got this... like grenades tied to his pubes. Yes, it's that scene. Yeah, yeah. That that, that I was about to say there was a, speci- a, a scene with grenades and genitalia. That's like the um, only scene anybody knows from Mad Bull. But it's just as it's just as cool as that scene from what I hear. I we'll watch that someday for the show. Yeah, absolutely. Now that I'm like more dedicated to actually watching stuff for the show. Mad Bull 34. But uh, yeah, that that's been Perfect Blue, directed by Satoshi Kon, everybody. And we all watched it. Yeah, we and we actually we did. Some, we some, <laughs> we somehow all enjoyed it as well, which that's I was pretty surprised by. I mean, uh, I had two predictions when, I, when we finished the movie. I was like, I met Mott's either going to call it pretentious or he's going to, going to enjoy it mildly. So I was, I was kind of right here. I, 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 I would say it. like, I would say I would have enjoyed it a lot more if we were watching this in 1997. But like I said, yeah, no, I've I feel, seen way I got too you, many I got movies. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely a bit outdated, but I don't think it, I think it's never, it don't think it actually has any uh, problem with that. Price. I know we already got into it, but for the most part, um, good movie. I don't love it. But I thought it was very good, and that's uh... yeah. I thought I, I I also wouldn't say I I know I understand why it was big. I understand why people love it. I having seen like Satoshi Kon's other works that I think are better. I think it was very effective. Uh, though. I think that it's I think it's very good. And if you've never seen uh, Satoshi Kon, pretty good intro. Uh, it's a very, you should probably start here. So yeah, it's a great intro for him. Well, there you uh, go. That, that's my intro. Everything else just goes crazier. I guess I'll go start watching some more. Satoshi Kane. Satoshi Kane. Who's the guy who did Summer Wars too? Because I, uh, that's, I love. That, I was. I didn't want to correct you when you said it, but it's Mamoru Hosoda. It's Mamoru Hosoda. Who did he make? Yeah, other Hosoda. than that. Oh yeah, Mamoru Hosoda. Let me see here. Uh, well, he did, he did, like I said, he did the One Piece movie. Yeah. He oh, did he did Boy Boys. and the Beast and Wolf Children, dude. These yeah. children, that's one of those, that's one of those movies where it's like, gosh, ah. I'm surprised you like that movie. Uh, I think I like that movie the most because it's, it's a little bit subvertive in the fact that one of the kids actually gets to return to the wild. Like, the mother actually goes, okay, you're a wild creature, go be wild. <laughs> I did not creature. expect that to happen. Parenting. <laughs> Parenting's pretty cool. Dude, that woman's a single mom in Japan. Her life was over. <laughs> yeah. That's not, you're not going to get nowhere hoeing like that. <laughs> yeah, okay, so it's uh, One Piece, Baron Omatsuri, and the Secret Island. Uh, I love that movie, and that would be the perfect One Piece movie if Frankie was in it. It's like the movie that came out right before they recruited Frankie, which sucks because they have Robin. Okay, which one do you want to watch for the next? Which one yeah, do you yeah. recommend watching? For so the next here's one? here's my problem. It's it's very much on the edge of a sword here, because I believe Baron Omatsuri is the best one piece movie because it is so far gone like it's it feels the least like a one piece movie and in that way it's kind of refreshing okay but i would say brave world or strong is more representative is is more representative of one piece and it's the only one that oda has written i see okay so what here's here's the question artistic masterpiece or do you want to see a true one piece movie uh, here's the and question the I have is, for you, basically. Do you want us to get introduced to One Piece as, like, uh, and why and why it would be cool? Or do you want us to see a really good One Piece movie? Uh, see, I, I think... We can do I both. If I was given the choice, Over time. Maybe not, like, right, maybe not in a row, but... 
Yeah, if I was good, actually, I almost feel like we should watch them in a row just so we can talk, so you can see why I'm so conflicted. Maybe on if this. we do one episode of both, not maybe, maybe that's not the two episodes of, of One Piece in a row. But if we do well, two and, and movies, one episode. I mean, fuck, do you just want to watch both movies before the next podcast? Yeah, I can, I can do I, that. I mean, I, I could do that again. But it's it's the thing is like Strong World had, uh, and I hate to say this, but it had probably the most merch lines based on it out of any One Piece like individual point in time. Because I think they do costume changes like four times in that movie. And that's always a treat in One Piece is they never wear the same costume from arc to arc. That's cool. Like, you, you always know the fact that Luffy wears a red shirt and blue pants. But and the hat. he only has done that, I think, in like two or three arcs. There's a lot of arcs where he's running around in like black pants and a yellow vest or like a freaking uh, Hawaiian t-shirt sometimes. It's neat. But, uh, yeah, it's it's the movie... Strong World is definitely the most representative out of One Piece. And it happens right before Luffy discovers hockey or Gear 4 or the training arc. So it's a lot of, like, what made One Piece so lovable before it became Dragon Ball Z and with pirates. Yeah. Um, but, it, like I said, the bear, uh, the island of Baron... Blah, 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 uh, that one is definitely an art piece in and of itself. It's weird okay. to call a One Piece movie an art piece. So how about... Okay. I mean, well... So I I looked up the I looked up the name so we can say it clearly for anyone listening before the next episode. uh, The next episode of the We Hate Anime podcast is going to be over One Piece Strong World and One Piece Baron Umotsuri and the Secret Island. Yes. But here's the thing. If you even look at like any of the pictures, like the still screens of the mysterious island, none of it looks like One Piece. Not a single piece of it. I'm interested. Like, uh, and do, would you? How would you? Would you recommend watching Strong World and then Omotsuri? Yes, because Strong World okay. feels like One Piece, but then you got to realize Omotsuri came before they completed the cat, the crew. That's what we'll do. That. So we'll watch Frankie's that first not and there, then, uh, and uh, yeah. Frankie's not there, and Brooke's not there. So we'll okay. watch the Strange Strong World first. We'll talk. We'll talk yeah. about Strong World first next episode, and then we'll also. Then you know heck, next that'll time. be the a next great time. thing because like in talking about Strong World, we can talk about One Piece in general. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, and it's it's I I don't actually know if because I don't read the manga. I'm I'm not one of those people. I don't read. Uh, I don't know if Jinbei. I think he's a member of the crew right now. I'm not sure, but the the core crew pretty much since Thriller Bark has been everybody and Brooke. I don't and know so most of their I, names, so I can't at least. <laughs> well there's 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 a lot of talk of like is law now a crew member is 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 uh jinbei now a crew member and all this stuff it's like eh. I, i'm sure like, we'll get strong world of. is strong world is the staple crew and everybody he has uh the, the mysterious island is everybody but brooke and frankie which sucks because i love frankie he's my favorite crewmate yeah couldn't tell your best boy <laughs> He's a, he's a muscle head that that is obsessed with getting big. So yeah, and drinking cola, and being a Robo Master. Which uh, what's <laughs> what's really funny to me is uh, my wife's favorite character is probably Zoro. Zoro's cool. Well, Zoro in the most recent arc, uh, there's always been this weird thing with Luffy where every island Luffy goes to, he adds a new woman to his harem. <laughs> Ugh. And it well, like here's the thing: Luffy is pretty much an asexual character because he's a shonen protagonist. Yeah. Uh, so he like girls like always fall over him and are like, "Oh, I love you so much, Luffy." And he's like, "Do you have food?" <laughs> well, what's interesting now is they're in the land of Wano, and Zoro is a samurai. Like he's always been a samurai, and the land of Wano is like Japan. It, it's very much One Piece's representation of Japan. 
And so Zoro is slaying pussy left and right because he's seen as like a strong samurai. Based. It's actually really funny. And he's just as asexual as Luffy, if not more so. Um, but like, it's so funny now to watch this big, strong, muscular dude who's never interacted well with women in the entire show and just have women like throw themselves at him. That's like, uh, no, I don't. Never mind. I don't have an analogy. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say it's like moth, moth, uh, moth. Real world. That's what it's like. Yeah, you just it's Dr. walks Herbal's outside world. and there's uh, there's a pussy outside and then you just kind of like there it is. He goes. Come here. Let me grab you. I'm actually. I I do like One Piece. I think it's a lot of fun. So I I I kind of want to see. Well, how it gets later on. This is this is more going to be like later on. It just looks so it. Like we're gonna we're gonna watch this, but like this looks so different from the rest of One Piece. Oh, like, that looks fucking cool. Would... Yeah, it looks terrifying. Oh, that looks fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's from the island. That's why I want to watch. Right, we'll the watch island, that. Yeah, we'll watch that. We'll doesn't... watch both. All right, it'll be good. So it'll be great. everyone, everyone at home, watch both. <laughs> you have two weeks. Come on. Uh, so that being said, let's do a quick wrap up for what's been going on. Um, I recommend watching God of High School now because yes. God Hell of High School. Yeah. Uh, it finally got interesting. I hate to say it like that, but like it finally started picking up. I think they pushed through the first five episodes really fast. I don't because agree. now they're establishing the plot for six episodes. I don't. I, I honestly couldn't give a fuck about the plot. It just looks. It, it just, I just like the characters and, and the and the animation is really fucking great. <laughs> I I really like that scene in the fifth episode where it showed uh, the two main characters, the two main guys, and they were fighting, and then they screwed up and got into a grapple. And you saw that neither of them were really good at grappling, and they were just throwing blind punches trying to break the grapple. Yeah, like it. It. I, I feel like the show really emphasizes people's strengths in their fighting styles. Yeah, that's what like, I like because like Jin's all about kicky boy. He's a kicker. Yeah, of sorts. Honestly, my wife and I are so conflicted about that guy. I love him. I think he's one of the best main characters I've seen in a long time. Uh, my he's- wife says he he seems forced and fake. He's just Goku and Tai from Digimon put together. I know, and I love it. I like Kai. I mean, Koku. I mean, Ko- Goku. And, and yeah, I don't. I don't. I've never seen Digimon. <laughs> I'm tired, guys. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a long week. So yeah, uh, God of High School is getting good. What else am I watching? The I just because uh, I I want to be I want to be the contrarian about uh, God of High School. I think it's fine, but the weird like. Uh, the weird way it's the plot structure kind of sucks. I I'm so mad at what happened in, in episode six. I got so bad. So like, six. I, I, oh, I yeah. hate. <laughs> I hate like like for example the one of the characters uh, the guy who who looks kind of like Saitama with hair. Uh, he he is constantly bullied by a group of bullies. Meanwhile, he is part of like one of the most widely publicized tournaments to exist, and they're just walking up to him like, "What you gonna do about it?" And he's like, "Bro, bro, <laughs> look at the TV. <laughs> How do you not know this man can eat you? Yeah, this man will destroy you and everything you love." I actually what like that doing? scene though because it's like it, they, that's like the second or third time that happens of like them picking on him and stuff, and it's like you know he can't fucking take it anymore. He snaps like, "Fuck, shut but, up!" But, but then there's also like the the one episode where in between two rounds of the tournament, a character just decides to get married. Yeah, that one's dumb. Like, uh, there was that, that was really actually, dumb. in my opinion, relatively like well 
I mean, I here's the thing. The the, car- the guy the guy who was just forced in there to to be a cultist man for the sake of it happening, he's dumb. I I I appreciate what it did to uh, kind of understand Mira as a and her motivations, but they could have done it in a much interesting more interesting way, I think. That should have been a character arc that started in that episode and ended like two or three episodes later. That would have been fine. fine. That would have been fine. Uh because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, dude. It's 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 it's, it's uh, it was. I didn't. I I liked the episode, but it felt very like dumb. <laughs> I still enjoyed can, can, it though. Can I just do my weekly like screw Funimation shout out? Like how much I hate. Do we Funimation. have to? <laughs> sure. Well, like ah, it's here's the thing. I actually remember talking to my wife like a year ago or two years ago and being like, "Man, I'm so glad that I make a decent enough income that I can support these production companies and I can buy a Crunchyroll subscription and I can pay for anime anime legally." And like lately, I've just been realizing that even acquiring anime legally does very little to help the anime industry. Yes. Because Crunchyroll pays translators only $80 an episode, and it yes. doesn't matter the word count. Like, it's $80. So if they're subbing an episode of Goddery, they're paying for 30 hours of work. <laughs> if they're subbing an episode of One Piece, they're paying for an hour and a half of work. In that case, the like, One Piece eight- dudes are getting paid fucking good. <laughs> But it's still only $80. Yeah, and then, like, Funimation, on the other hand, actively, like, censors, alters, and destroys artistic intent. And I don't know if you guys have been noticing this. They've been buying the second seasons of shows. Yeah. So yeah, fun, Love is fun, War. Like, yeah, Love is War get, got fucking taken by Funny. And it's, they don't have season one, but they have season yeah, two. They, yeah, and they literally did that because season one did so well. Like it, it's it weird. actually makes me angry. That is really stupid and anti consumer to buy a second season of a show you don't have the first season of. No, they they did it because like they knew that people were gonna be like. I know, okay. I know why they did it. It's just like it's really stupid and anti consumer to like do that to literally make you buy another fucking service. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Uh, like companies being bad. Uh, fucking news to me. Am I right? Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I, I hate funny, so I'm just reiterating that I hate funny. Yeah. Most people uh, yeah, I hate, I also hate jokes. Jokes are bad and they should be canceled. Yeah, funny is bad. Uh, no more funny. We're canceling funny. Uh, can we talk about the fact that they added a social distancing joke? That's not even like the worst joke they added in their fucking, uh, in their sub. Like, well, and, and I, I think one of the things that actually aggravates me, and this is probably the fact that if you work for a big company and you represent that company to some extent, you probably shouldn't do that on your Twitter. But like people who deal with the localization are like, yeah, we're totally altering this and there's nothing you weebs can do about it. We're like, <laughs> uh, we're your core demographic. Yeah, it's a little weird. Like, I mean, this, in, in some cases, like, it's just reactionary weebs complain. Like, for example, with, with the Zombieland Saga is a really great example where they were complaining that they, that a character who is trans vocalized that they were trans and it had, uh, people. Wait, who's trans? Uh, the Lily is trans. Wait, wait oh, is Lily the, 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 the little, the, the little the, girl. The, the little, little girl. She's not trans. She just has a high uh, testosterone count for a little girl. You know what? That's kind of true, though. <laughs> that that's uh, no, a progressive like, stance to take, Buff. No, like she she was a little girl and she it's, started growing facial hair and had a heart attack. It's and that's <laughs> actually something that women deal with growing up. Like if you're a girl, by the way, and you grow a little bit of lip hair or you get a little bit of hair under your neck, 
You're still beautiful. That's pretty you pop. just have to pluck it. And tons of women get that, so don't feel bad. Moth, there there was there was jokes about having a detachable zombie penis. <laughs> what? Did you how, watch the I don't show? know how you missed this. I didn't have Twitter when that episode came out. <laughs> the, 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 it's in the show. She was a little girl. Yes. Yeah, little, yeah girls exactly. can be tra- little girls can be trans. <laughs> what? No, she was a little girl. Yes. Yes. Okay, okay so you're agreeing with me. She's once, a little girl. Okay. Once a boy. No, she's a little girl. Yes. <laughs> well, this yeah, is okay, very progressive of you, Moff. I'm amazed. This is very... I, don't, I don't understand what you guys are doing. She is a little girl, anything. but she wasn't always a little girl. No, she, she's, yeah, she was a human at one point, but yes. she's a zombie. Yes. I do agree that women aren't human, but that's besides the point. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? I don't, it's, it's literally <laughs> in the show. It's not, like, subtle. This isn't subtext, like, like. They say it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, she, it's literally a, text, and that's what we are mad about. She was stressed, which raised her testosterone levels, and she started growing facial hair. Yeah, she, she 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 saw that she had facial hair in a moment where she was like, I'm going to be young it's confirmed forever, by and then had a heart attack and show. died. Uh, I don't understand what is going on it's here. It's confirmed whatever. by the people making the show. What's what's not to get? I don't, whatever. Um, I don't understand not, what's Not happening. even by the people making the show, the author. Like, the yeah. OG is like, yeah. Anyway. Um, I don't, okay, whatever. Everybody go watch uh, a cool show called God of Man. And then, and then after you're done with that, and you want something with a little more meat to the bone, a little more substance, watch God of Man, Decadence. God of High School, yeah, same thing. And then <laughs> let's, after- let's not have theological discussions in the podcast. <laughs> I don't understand. You know what? As long as Funimation doesn't get Golden Kamui season three, I don't care. Are they making this not, season three? Not yes. only, not only are they going to get season three, but they'll cancel season one and season two. And just <laughs> yeah, they're going to retroactively destroy it from the internet. Did I, did I tell you guys about the fact that uh, apparently the manga is so messed up that they actually have to like pick and choose what arcs they put in the anime? Uh, I can believe it. I, there, I mean, there's there's a there's a there's a fucking panel from the manga where a dude fucks a bear. I can believe that. Uh, he has been having sex with a lot of animals. It's just the bear that kills him. How progressive! Oh, he dies. That's unfortunate for him. Yeah, he dies with his penis stuck in a bear. That makes sense. But yeah, everyone, you should watch Decadence. That's a good show. Yes, watch Decadence. Uh, yeah, actually, I don't have anything negative to say about Decadence. Is this like the most, uh, the least contentious season of anime of all time? <laughs> because there's nothing on. Brad, <laughs> did you just say, is this the least contentious season of anime in a sh- season okay. that has Uzaki Aside from the fucking dumb Uzaki shit, no one cares, though. This podcast doesn't care about that. Yeah, I, I, I legitimately believe the Uzaki drama is engineered. Because <laughs> otherwise, it's just a mediocre slice of life. Yes, that's all it is. That's it's all it literally a bunch of culture vultures who are out trying to... Finding something to be mad about so they can own SJWs online. But yeah. no, no, I'm it's an SJW. the opposite. I don't it's care. SJW culture vultures mm. trying to find something to crap on weebs about. Thanks for oh, coming to the show, everybody. Shut We're going to ha- come back in two weeks with uh, some stuff about One Piece, and we'll talk to you then, I think. That'll be a good time. Sounds good to me. Okay, right, epic. Guys. No more Uzaki. I don't want to fucking hear about dumb Uzaki-chan. She's a dumb bitch. Shut the fuck up, okay? If you like add me on Twitter about Uzaki, you're getting, like, instant blocked. I don't care either way. But yeah, so that has been our episode. Uh, Mike, anything you want to add? I like big boobs. I do too. I do too, but that doesn't matter because she's stupid. 
All right. Yes. So follow Frog King on Twitter. Uh, follow Mike on Twitter at Dermothman, and follow yep. Mothman on Twitter at, at Dermothman. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he has, he has. Yeah, yeah. You guys hear it, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, follow sure meme. Too. Follow me for political dreams and really bad memes. I like you know what talking I've, about fighting re- memes. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I've actually like just even stopped getting offensive on my Twitter. Like, were you ever that offensive? My Twitter really. Uh, for a little bit, my wife kept yelling at me, so I stopped. <laughs> Maybe like a couple things. Did you make like a like a like a, like a what the fuck is it called? The, the one the disease where you shake a lot. Uh, oh yeah, 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 the fact that I'm talking about having seizures and being good in bed because of it. Oh yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, but that's not really offensive. That's just <laughs> it's, it's stupid and that lowbrow. Offensive. Yeah, exactly. It's not like that offensive. I don't think offensive would be like. No, like Start doing like race bait shit, but whatever. Um, I, I I have to like consistently because there are. Uh, I wanted to post something the other day about like Ram fifteen hundred owners, Ram truck fifteen hundred owners. There's <laughs> just <laughs> there's this meme I saw a while back of just like uh like it's like Ram owners versus like Ford owners and all like it's like making fun of like Ford owners for being gay or something. That <laughs> oh, okay. No, it's uh, so. Here's the thing, uh, ex-military, and I go right, to I'll military be- bases all the time. No, no, we're we're, we're extending the episode by three minutes. <laughs> uh, I I, I drive, also like that. I, I, I have like ah, so E one through E three, which is enlisted ranks one through three, regardless of what branch of the military. It's universal. E one through nine is the enlisted ranks. Uh, that those people. So E one through E three. The joke is that they always buy a Mustang. Okay. In my opinion, E5 through E7 always buy Ram 1500s and they have horrible credit and they're ass backwards on their freaking payments. This is the most like and <laughs> Facebook post thing I've ever heard in my life. No, it, it is. <laughs> Here's the thing. I have to drive on the highway and I like it, it, the, the Anchorage highway or the, the highway that runs from Anchorage to Soldotna. It's about a two and a half hour drive. Yeah. I constantly am flooring it at like 85 miles an hour on a breakneck 55, 65 mile an hour highway. And guaranteed, the only guy who's ever going to be tailgating me drives a Ram 1500. <laughs> Every time. And it's gotten to the point where I'm debating installing, like, one-way mirrors in the back of my truck. Just so that, like, when they blast their headlights at me, because they will always blast their headlights at me I if don't. I'm not going 98 miles an hour on this highway. It just reflects, blinds them, and kills them. I'll never understand cars and people's uh, visions of them. <laughs> But like E5, E7 drivers will always buy a Ram 1500. I can drive through a military base, any military base in the United States, and go to the enlisted houses and look at like the slightly nicer houses with the fattest wives, and it's always an E5 through an E7. I'll take your word for it, man. I've, I'm so fucking lost right now. Like I, I, I have no idea what you're fucking saying. This is like, you know what, like this anybody, is like you were anybody going who works for the military fucking, who's like, listening to this episode knows exactly what I'm talking about, so I don't want to hear it. Okay. I'm feeling right now the way you felt when I was talking about fucking, like, I don't know, uh, like, poggers is the first time. Like, you just didn't, you were, right. like, you were, you kept saying, like, what the fuck is poggers? Well, that, that'll be, that'll be it. Um, Mike, <laughs> you ready? <laughs> we're just gonna end it. Yeah, we're done, we're done. This episode's such a fucking mess. Yep. Alright. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see stop See you next time. No, I'm not gonna see I, I have no eyes. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs>